Hi, I'm Madeline Wise. My hands are seven and a half inches long and I live in New York. Well, I also happen to call him a lightweight, okay? And I have said that. So, I would like to take that back. He's really not that much of a light. And as far as, and I have to, I have to say this. He hit my hands. Nobody has ever hit my hands. I've never heard of this. Look at these hands. Are they small? And he referred to my hands. If they are small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there is no problem. I guarantee you. I'm Gregory Day. This is pdxpodcast.com. At the top of the show, you heard actress Madeline Wise from her video series, 45 Self Tapes, a collection of recordings of transcripts from public statements made by Donald Trump, reimagined as audition videos. The entire collection is posted on her website, madelinewise.com. You can catch more of Madeline, a.k.a. Cat, on season three of Crashing on HBO, debuting January 20th. She stars as the love interest for Pete Holmes. Judd Apatow is the executive producer of the show. Madeline's had starring roles in J.J. Adler's Places Thank You Places, featuring Jabuki Young-White, also on Crashing. She's also starred in Snow Day from Jesse Thurston and tells us about the filming of this short film in the following. I loved that movie. The The best part about that movie is that we shot it in like July. Uh, and of course, when you're filming, you always have to like, you've got to turn off, you're shooting in someone's apartment and you've got to sh- turn off the AC unit. So it's mm-hmm. like sweltering. It's like you're inside an oven and you're pretending that it's a blizzard outside. And we all were just like swampy with sweat. But that, I love that movie. And that movie was so fun. Um, and everybody who worked on that was was sort of an angel. I feel very uh, much like I say that about sort of every cast. <laughs> I'm always like, everyone is such an angel who works on this show or who mm-hmm. worked on this movie or who worked on this play. But I do feel like I've really lucked out in that regard. You have a small role in J.J. Adler's uh, Places, Thank You Places. Wonderful short. I love that one. Yeah, I ended up doing that because I met Gary Richardson who, who wrote and started. The star, right. Yeah. So I met Gary doing Snow Day um, and just sort of instantly was like, oh, he's so great and I will do whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and so he was like, I wrote this little short film and I would love to have you be a part of it. And then I got to set and it was like all of these really cool comedians that I really respect and admire. You know, it's like Jabuki and Anna Fabriga and Amy Zimmer and John Reynolds and Gary. And I was like, why? (laughs) Why did Gary bring me into the situation? Like, they're all professionally funny. Um, But I loved it. I loved it. He also starred in uh, season three of Crashing. As he has quite a substantial role. I haven't, that's Jabuki Young White, who is so funny and um, very funny. He's so so funny and so talented, and is also like so young, <laughs> which I think is sort of like part of the plot. I actually haven't seen I haven't seen the season yet. Really? 
which is very crazy. I mean, I, I have seen little bits and pieces. I was in LA in September and, and went by the office when they were doing the edit and got to see a couple scenes, but they mostly just cherry picked. They just showed me scenes that I was in um, because apparently I, I give off some kind of vibe that like I only want to see <laughs> myself. <laughs> um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing the season. I have a couple of questions about this season without giving away spoilers because I don't want to do that. Whose idea was it to put Pete in a hat? <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think that that was like Pete and the writers who came up with like, what's the best way to make him look like a total asshole, <laughs> like a total idiot. Um <laughs> But then, of course, we sort of, then it was like, no, 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 this was Kat's idea to make him just look like a total buffoon. Um, not everyone is a hat person. Right. I think, but th here's the thing, like, here's where Kat and I sort of agree is I don't think Pete looked that bad in the hat. I think if he had, you know, right. been fully empowered and wearing it, I think he really could have pulled it off. Mm. <laughs> I think you're right. I think it does fit the character. Same, sort of similar to what you did in Snow Day with the makeup. <laughs> right, right. I guess I always play women who are like manipulating their their partners. Into... Is, it, is that a stretch? Is that really a stretch for you? Or I think you would have to ask. <laughs> the people... Ask around. All right. I really don't think that that's true. No, I actually, I sort of feel like no. In fact, I sort of feel like maybe the reason I enjoy playing it on screen is because it's not something that I do in my real life necessarily. Oh. Although, again, I feel like you would have to corroborate that with some. You'll you'll send your fact checkers. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I, I think it worked for him. He covered up the Christian hair. <laughs> he looked like a New Yorker. Yeah, right? He looks cooler. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, he starts to sort of like experiment with some, some fashion that's a little more... You know, he's pushing some boundaries and he's certainly opening himself up to ridicule. Many boundaries. Um, yeah, but that's, <laughs> I think it is, it is a sort of New York thing is to start dressing in a way that it is easier to make fun of. <laughs> and the mark of a true New Yorker is that you can pull it off and not be made fun of. And how much is scripted? How much freedom do you, do you have to go off script? Because it seems pretty loose. It's, it's loose. It is, um... I would say that it is a formal looseness. There is a script and um, and so we would start every day by sort of, we would have the script and we would go through it and we'd figure out the beats and sort of uh, block it. But then mm -hmm. the writers are always there giving alts. They would give like alternative jokes or alternative lines. Um, and then we would also have moments of like, it's like free skate where, or free swim or whatever that saying is, uh, of, of like, okay, so we need to get these things. We need to say these things and make sure right. that that is made. But then you've got, it's a bit of dealer's choice and, and you can kind of say, mm -hmm. you can ad lib a bit. Mm -hmm. So, and it also depended on who was directing and um, and like with on Judd's episodes, for instance, like he will do a thing where he is um, sitting over by the monitor and he's got a mic set up and they hide a speaker somewhere on set so it's not visible 
so that the cameras don't catch it. But he will often just sort of like feed you lines. And often I think it's stuff that he's coming up with on the spot. He's just coming up with like really funny things to say. And he'll say it and you repeat it while the cameras are rolling. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it is the writers on the spot being funny. A lot of it is them in advance having been funny and written it. And then some of it is, is us coming up with stuff. And then I think, you know, then in the edit, it all gets blended together into something cohesive. I live in Florida to a large extent and spend a lot of time in Florida. And we had a period of time where we went years without having any major problem. And then you have a problem and it goes in cycles. And I want absolutely crystal clear water and I want the cleanest air on the planet. And our air now is cleaner than it's ever been. Very important to me. But what I'm not willing to do is sacrifice the economic well-being of our country for something that nobody really knows. I am truly an environmentalist. I, I, I know some people might not think of me as that, but I am an environmentalist. Everything I want and everything I have is clean. Clean is very important, water, air, but I also want jobs for our country. But scientists say this is nearing a point where this can't be reversed. No, no, some say that and some say differently. I mean, you have scientists on both sides of the issue. Uh, you have scientists on both sides of it. My uncle was a great professor at MIT for many years, Dr. John Trump. And I didn't talk to him about this particular subject, but I have a natural instinct for science. And I will say that you have scientists on both sides of the picture. Okay. It really is nice to see Pete, I mean, looking eye to eye with an actress instead of looking down. I mean, obviously, it pays to be tall uh, in this uh, in this series. Did you make any Did you make any connections with uh, any of the other actors or uh, or comedians on the show that you may be working with in the future? Oh God, I hope so. Everyone, everyone that I worked with is just so kind and so. I was so nervous. I was so nervous to be coming into this show that already existed. And I was sort of anticipating like, oh, there's all of these relationships that are already mm -hmm. formed and I'm going to be sort of an interloper. And they are all like two a one, just lovely people. And uh, I will be very lucky if I get to work with, with any of them ever again, because they're just perfect. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you ever get to meet any of the other comics or uh, or uh, Emo Phillips or uh, John Mulaney, John Rickenbacker? I didn't get to meet John Mulaney or John Rickenbacker. I met Emo Phillips uh, and he's just he is truly like a unicorn. He's so <laughs> he's um, my favorite. He's just He's just like not from this planet, you know, in the, in the best possible. I mean that as a compliment. Uh, I think that is very high praise. Yeah. Um, He's a legend, really, in the old comedy scene. I grew up with him. I was so happy to see him on on screen, getting the getting the time he deserved. And he has a very memorable scene. He's had a great outfit on. I loved his outfit. I think that, that, I think that he just came in that outfit. I don't think that was <laughs> But we were trying to figure it out all night long when he was on set. We were like, 
like who who did this? Who found those clothes? But actually, he was telling me a little bit about his. He was wearing he's wearing like a bucket hat in the show, and he was telling me a bit about the bucket hat, mm-hmm. um, and how he had found it and how he was attached to it. Right. It's a great look. It is. There's no one like him. I'm glad to see him getting his due. He really deserves it. You're such a big part of this series now. I'm really excited to see where it goes next. I know they're working on season four right now. I know, I know. I think they're they're always like, you know, figuring out what will happen. And um, I guess they won't know. HBO will make the decision if there is a season four. But I very much hope there will be because yeah. I know that whatever they come up with, it will be wonderful. Yeah, you've changed the show dramatically. I would like to talk really quickly just about your 45 self tapes. Yeah, that started, um, that started even before Donald Trump was elected. It was, and before he was even the, the Republican nominee, I just was sort of obviously trying to keep abreast of the news, but um, discovered pretty early on that I wasn't able to <laughs> stomach watching video footage of him. Because mm-hmm. he's horrible, and um, so I I took to reading transcripts of the debates and things, and and <laughs> so the first one just emerged because I was reading the debate, and it was it was that moment when he talks about his hands and how he got super defensive about yes, someone who yeah. he had small hands, and I was reading that, and I and I was you know reading through the whole transcript, and then I was like, wait a sec, and I went back and I looked at that passage, and I was like, this feels like. A, a monologue in like a poorly written hammy audition side like this feels like something that I would have to do for an audition mm-hmm. uh, and and so that was it was sort of just my way of processing like the absurdity of this man who is now our president and um, yeah it's it's sort of like my way of engaging with him i occasionally feel like it's you know it's irresponsible to to like make light of him uh because i think he really is a sort of grave threat but um but i also think that uh he deserves to be mocked and (laughs) (laughs) and i also like to think that he would be like thoroughly furious at being mocked by a woman but also here's the thing i don't change any of the words that he said no you don't it's very accurate it's verbatim exactly what he has said even the banter back and forth is accurate Uh, yeah it's all um it's all taken word for word from from transcripts so (laughs) Um, Yeah, and actually, um, I don't know if you know this, but those uh, tapes were like a large part of what got me the job on Crashing was... um, Really? Yeah, yeah, like I auditioned and and then got a call back and went and I met with Pete and uh, Judah Miller and Oren Brimmer, who were two of the producers and writers on the show. And like that went really well. And then uh, my manager called and he was like, they really like you. They want to see some more. Um, like, let's send them your your Trump tapes, which until that time had just existed, like on my personal Facebook page. Um, they were not at all a thing that I was thinking of as a part of my career. It was just like a stupid thing I was doing to entertain myself and my friends. And and he was like, I think we should send the tapes. And we sent them along and Judd 
loved them. And um, it helps that Judd is also not a fan, to put it mildly, of Donald. No, he is. Now watch his, uh, watch his Twitter feed. It's just really, really anti-Trump. What I loved about these, you're acting with a cigarette. You're emoting with a cigarette, with this apparatus. So it's... I love a prop. I love yeah. um, a little thing to do with my hands. Right, I can tell. So what's next for you? This is a big, big project that you've just wrapped up. Uh, what's next for you? So I have a theater company that I... Uh... They do New Saloon Theater Collective, right? Exactly. Yes. Well done. Um, yeah, so we're based in New York, and uh, and I co-founded that with two friends right out of college. So in January, right before crashing premieres, we're um, part of a festival here in New York called the Under the Radar Festival, which is uh, just like artists from all over the world come, and and uh, so we're doing this adaptation of, of Uncle Vanya, which is a play by Anton Chekhov, which I really, really love. And um, and we've done it over several years now. And I'm so grateful that I get a chance to continue to do it because um, the I, I learn more about the play every time I get to do it. Hmm. So I'll do that in January. And then I'm coming to Los Angeles uh, in February for a little bit. And, um, and so there's exciting stuff on the horizon. Thank you so much, Madeline. This was a, a trip to, to finally speak to the amazing cat who is really shaking things up. It's such a pleasure to talk to you, Greg. Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day. That's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back very shortly. See you then. If we had a relationship with Russia, that would be a good thing. In fact, it would be a great thing, not a bad thing, because he could really help us on North Korea. We have a big problem with North Korea, and China is helping us. And because of the lack of the relationship that we have with Russia, because of this artificial thing that's happening with this democratic-inspired thing, we could really be helped a lot tremendously with Russia having to do with North Korea. You know, you are talking about millions and millions of lives. This isn't baby stuff. This is the real deal.